Difficulties, technical difficulties. Technical difficulties, everybody. But hey, travelers, welcome back to the gate. It is Lissy here. Sorry about the te- technical difficulties. We are doing this over Zoom right now. <sighs> but <laughs> um, we. I'm so sorry. Oh, but well, welcome, that's... welcome back. I know. Welcome, welcome back, everybody, to the gate. Um, I have to introduce my wonderful, wonderful host with me today. It's Jade. Hi, Jade Phoenix. Yes, Hi. you guys literally heard me cackling like a, a psychotic witch. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jade Phoenix here. We are back with the Phoenix Gate Podcast. And, Lithy, we are not alone. We are not. We are not. I We're missed not. you last and week. And I love it. I missed you last week because I was alone, but it was okay because I wasn't alone because Mel- Melina Braga was there with us. And it was amazing. I know you weren't alone. It was. I, I actually listened to it while I couldn't. I sounded like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> and I lo- <laughs> it was it, bad. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Phoenix Gate Travelers, if you've walked, come through the gate before, you know we are available on all listening pod uh, platforms, podcasts, whatever. You listen to us, we're everywhere. But what you don't know is that I put up the video of that interview on YouTube. So go check it out. Yeah. And this one's going to be out. on YouTube too. So, uh, Lizzie, yeah. I'm going to give you the opportunity to introduce our amazing guest. I am so excited. I am actually thrilled to introduce our next guest, which is the one and only Catherine Marie. She is in the the gate with us today. Yay! Hi! Welcome. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. How are you? I am nervous and extremely excited to be here. Oh, don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. We only bite if you ask nicely. Oh, perfect. (laughs) No, no. It it, it was, um, for those of you who do not know, if you're not following my TikTok, why not? Um, The Phoenix Gate, Catherine, uh, also, they... You like to be called Katie. We're going to call you Katie. We met Katie at uh, Fan Expo Boston, the same place where we got to meet the other two amazing authors that we were able to and blessed to interview um, over the past few weeks. Which I was jealous, but yes. Yeah. You you liked Anime Boston. I was so jelly, though. But I live vicariously through you. Well, (laughs) Fan Expo Boston, not Anime Boston. Fan Expo, sorry. You're right, you're right, you're right. So we got to meet Katie, and honestly, um, (laughs) I, I... Took home all of Katie's books <laughs> and gave you. A I think set. if I remember correctly, too, you got the last two copies of Midnight Revenge. I did. So you got real lucky. <laughs> Apparently, I just got real lucky with all of you guys because um, Melina was telling me last week that I got her display copy. Yeah, you did. I remember that. <laughs> so I'm like the like literally, I'm the only person that had that book, and I'm just sitting here going, <laughs> and you were you were nice enough to sign all these books for us. I brought Lithy home. Yep. My suitcase was so heavy. <laughs> it's fine. It's it's I'm worth it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Worth every every. 
it really is. And the, the wonderful thing about September is um, Lithia and I do something. We just started it, and we're going to keep it as a tradition. September yeah. for us is known as the Big Apple Bookworms Month. Then, Lithia, yeah. uh, explain a little bit about what Big Apple Bookworms is besides us just being book sluts. So besides us being book sluts, Big Apple Bookworm is every month of September we're going to recommend a book that we've read or that we're in the middle of reading um, that – we just either love or an author that we are recommending. Um, so actually, I think today... You did Grimm's Fairy Tales. I did Grimm's Fairy Tales because I'm on a Once Upon a Time kick. And I just... It was <laughs> it was just like all the fairy tales in my head. Um, and I think, we, I think we did... We did feature Perfect. Midnight Maiden. As, yeah, as, we did feature Midnight Maiden. As, so yes, yeah. today... Today was um, Grim Fairy Tales. Um, tomorrow, so we couldn't just pick one. Yeah, it's true. And tomorrow we will be featuring um, yeah the other book that we got. Yeah, Captured mm-hmm. by Chaos is going to be our Monday installation of Big Apple Bookworms in honor of our interview with you. Yeah, very ten percent. Yeah. I have so many questions about. So I'm so excited. <laughs> There's so many so, questions. Like, just tell us everything. Um, everything. Oh my god! Like, I'm in the middle of actually finishing. Well, yeah, I'm literally. You can see I'm in the middle. Yeah, of, exactly. Of Midnight Maiden, and I was telling Melina that I'm reading three books at once right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading. Midnight Maiden. I started Captured by Chaos, and I am reading also uh, Her Amber Chalice by Sarah Biglow. All because all three of you were so amazing at Fan Expo that, like, I just fell in love with your writing. I mean, I literally connected with you guys on levels that I did not expect to connect with authors because I, you know, honestly, I always thought of, like, because I've met certain people in the past that are just kind of like, Thanks. Um. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. And it's just to meet an author that is down to earth and willing to talk to us and me per se because <laughs> it, it, it was so refreshing to to mm-hmm. talk to you guys and learn about your process and the the inspiration and where it comes from. It was just chef's kiss i cannot stress how amazing all three of you are as you know just and your styles are all so drastically different it satisfies every single bit of my brain worms <laughs> yeah it was actually a lot of fun because i got to sit next to melina at um boston fan expo and we got to talk a lot throughout like the whole weekend about our books and our process and um we hope to reconnect next year at Fan Expo. So I will most likely be back there if anyone is going to Boston Fan Expo next year. You'll find me in the booth, probably. We'll be there. <laughs> no, the Phoenix Gate will be there once again, um, but we are determining whether we want to show up again as press or if we ourselves are going to have a booth where we will be live casting oh. the entire weekend. Yeah, that'd be fun. It could be. It's stressful, though. Live casting is very stressful. But... Yeah. Um, <laughs> It, it, it is an idea we, you know, uh, that obviously Lithia and I have spoken about, but we will be back at Fan Expo no matter what next year. So you'll, you'll, be, you'll be annoying. You'll be getting annoyed by us. Yeah. No such thing. <laughs> you say this now. <laughs> you say this now. 
You say this now. I will be packing three suitcases, one for clothes, one for stuff, and one for butt. <laughs> she, unfortunately, is not joking. And there's no joke. She's really not. I'm really considering also going to, um, what was it, um, Starcast and Sinners this year. Is it Starcast and Sinners this year? Yeah. It will be in Boston. Yes. Oh, the dark, the dark romance ball. Yeah, I saw that. Mm Mm-hmm. Highly considering it. So that is something that me and Jade will also be talking about. Yes. Which, yes, 100%. So, uh, are you appearing at anything else before next August? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so next next fan is actually going to be the last weekend of June, so it's actually moved up a couple of weeks. So oh, that's yeah. right. Um, yeah, um, but I am hoping to get into a couple of other signings. Particularly, I'm hoping to get into one in Washington D.C. So we'll see if that happens because um, my sister lives down in D.C., so it's easy for me to travel there. Um, I have only just started getting into conventions though and places to go for signings. So this was my first and it's obviously as someone who lives in the greater Boston area, it's the most accessible one for me. Um, but I'm slowly actually starting to research and find places. So the DC one is one I'm trying to get into. It's called awesome con, I believe. So hopefully you'll see me there. Oh my God. Um, Awesome con is one of the, it's like one of the better Boston conventions. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I really want to go. Um, and then I also heard Rhode Island Comic Con. I've got yes, that. Another really big one. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, so I really want to get into that one next year. Unfortunately, I think it's November of this year, so I was too late to get into it. Yeah. But I'm keeping, I am like stalking their website to see when they announce when they have, <laughs> um, they open up the applications for it. Yeah. So, so I'm really hoping those main three, and then find smaller ones in my area to be able to do signings as well. Little pig, little pig, let me in. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I know that you, you, you say you live in the greater Boston area. Um, Melina also lives in Massachusetts as well. I think, I believe in the Boston yep. area. And I was, mm-hmm. I was talking to, to her about, um, there is a smaller convention that is taking place in December. December 2nd and 3rd here in Queens, uh, New York. It's not a terrible drive from Boston, and that is a convention known as WinterCon. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Lithy, you're way more up on the uh, know, and, know it all with winter than I am, so please. Yeah. Yeah. So WinterCon, it's a small, it's a smaller con. Um, I believe it's in the Aqueduct. Uh, resorts. No. Resorts. The resort. The resorts and hotel. I brain brain work um ugh. but yes it's in the the resort hotel um near the near the casino yes yes right by jfk um, right by jfk yeah um but yeah I, I have connections in it's a very smaller con um but it gets a like lot of one, traffic it does yeah. it does get a lot of traffic so a lot of people in um if you want if i can talk to people if you want if you do want to do the drive i can probably talk to some people get you you know something if you'd like um but i know that there's some authors that do go there i know that um i think pat shod was there last year no the uh, winter con hasn't been no. around for three years oh no what yeah you're right so covid started- covid came around COVID. obviously and they just finally got their legs right. back underneath them 
from COVID. And WinterCon yeah. was an amazing convention to go to. It is it small. Was a, yes. But the amount small. of people that... Eternal goes, Con. I'm thinking Eternal Con. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, My mistake. Yeah. Well, they're run by the same people. Yeah. Yeah. And like basically... They are run by the same people. Yeah. And as I was telling Melina, I was like, you do WinterCon. It's a foot in the door. You come back next July to New York and you can work Eternal Con, which is even yeah. bigger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like... You know, it's just, it's like evil plan. <laughs> the evil, evil workings in the making. That's right. I mean, in all honesty, a foot in the door is better than nothing. And, um, it's you know, and it's like, it's, 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 e I know it is during the holiday season, but that's what we loved about WinterCon because it's also, it's indoors. It's pretty self-contained and it's yeah. attached to a hotel. So even if you took a plane down, you know, for the two, instead of a four hour drive, it's a two hour plane or not even a half an hour plane ride. And, you know, you come for the weekend, you get to meet so many people. It's a really, it's, it's, it's very family oriented too. Um, we'll be there. So like, we can obviously annoy the crap out of you there too. Uh, <laughs> um, everybody is friendly there too. Nobody, everybody, everybody has everybody's back there. It's true. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's something to consider and we can talk about it off air. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I, Unfortunately, um, I'm not sure what our travel plans are this, this winter holiday because all of my in-laws live out of state. So we tend to travel every other year. So, and I think this is travel year. So just figuring out if that's even plausible. But I did not know about that convention. And I basically, any that is easy for me to travel to are the ones that I would be most interested in. And this sounds like one of those. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was, I was telling Melina, I was like, I will give you a list of the tri-state conventions that happen. Um, you know, because between New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and uh, Massachusetts and Vermont, Rhode Island, all of those are semi-easily accessible for us as a whole, because we all live in the same area yeah. geographically. And there's quite a few. I mean, I know that Connecticut alone has Connecticut, Terrificon, um, New York obviously has, <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Uh, yeah. Boston gets a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Vermont, I'm not so sure, but I know if I, like, I think, but Rhode Island is the big one that is happening. Um, yeah. yeah. So like, if you'd like, I would, I am totally down to like help you guys help you like the same way I said I would help Melina because I love you guys so freaking much and we're friends now. You don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not that. it's like, no, we're friends in that case. Poor, poor, Kate, poor Katie's head is just screaming. No. Why did I get myself into? But yeah, so I am totally down to help you with that kind of stuff because I mean, I we're 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 friends now. That means that you know we help each other when we have to help each other. And there's nothing yeah. more than I want to do than tell people about your writing. Exactly. Like these books are <laughs> these books are crack. They're crack. Thank you. Like. Lithy and I, we are self-proclaimed book sluts. Lithy, how many books do you physically own? Do I have to? Do I have to answer that? I had actually moved most of my books off my counter. Actually, my coffee table to actually put my laptop on it. Um, I own over probably over twenty-five hundred physical copies of books. I do. Um, uh, I have a whole stack over here. It's 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 a it's it's not a problem. I have it under control. <laughs> I, 
No, you don't. No. It's, 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 it's not an obsession. It's, 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 it's not a hustle, a, sweetheart. Yes, it's hot. <laughs> okay, I mean, like, well, Lizzie, you're also an aspiring writer. Yeah, yes, I am. It's very hard, but yes, I am. I've been writing for a long time. Um, I just, I've been writing for fun, and my husband actually was just like, you should really put your writing out there. And I said, you know what, maybe I should. And now, you know, roadblocks roadblock self-doubt all that you know all that stuff so and just kind of stuff like that <laughs> but well Catherine, it'll get katie was it easy for you to sit down one day and just say this is what i want to do i have stories that i feel people need to read that they need to hear i need to get them out of my brain and onto paper like what inspired you to write let alone become like a self-published author which i know isn't really hard to do yeah. Um, so I started writing very young. I was 13 when I started writing stories and it was a fluke. Honestly, it was that I had, um, I had spinal surgery when I was 13 and that led me to be stuck in bed. That led me to not being able to do a lot of physical activity. I had months of bed rest. Like I wasn't allowed to carry my own backpack in school. Wow. And I was reading a lot. Oh yeah. No, I, it was pretty bad. And so I was reading a lot. I was getting bored very easily. And my sister was the one to say like, oh, you love reading. And she introduced me. And I think everyone's going to not be shocked by this when I was 13. But she introduced me to fan fiction. And she said, you should, you should read some fan fiction. Maybe write it. And so I did. And by the age of 15 was when I was like, you know what? I want to try and write my own story and my own characters. And I attempted to write my first book at 15 which only, I think I only got like maybe eight chapters in. I was 15. I didn't know much. Um, but ever since that day, I kept trying to write a book. And I tried many times and I failed many times. And I think it wasn't until I was 25 that I finished my first full manuscript. And that wasn't even one that I ended up publishing. So I think one of the biggest things to say to people is, it's okay if your first couple projects don't pan out anywhere. You always learn something from it. Or you go back to it later on when you have learned something. You might not be in the right space to write that story yet. Um, it's true. Then I came up with the idea for Midnight Maiden, which was my debut. And when I was working on that, the plan was to traditionally publish at first because I had no idea what self-publishing was. But funny enough, I went to Boston Fan Expo in 2019 with just friends. I was a guest. I was having fun. And I met some self-published authors there. And I asked them, how are you at this convention? And that's how they said, oh, I'm self-published. And they explained it to me. And that led me to research. And that led me to see the pros and cons of both traditional and self-publishing, which both have pros and cons. And you just need to decide which one's best for you, honestly. And next thing I knew, I was on the path to self-publish Maiden within the next year because I went to that fan expo and I think it was like September 2019 and I published Maiden in August of 2020. Wow. Um, Don't mind me if I'm looking confused. Um, The podcast cats have staged a coup and they've managed managed to get into the nest and um, yeah. So if you heard a loud smash behind me, um, that was it. It's fine. Everything's fine. We're good. Um, 
But yeah, wow, that's amazing. That's incredible. I, I, you, you know, and and I love that for you because that was right before the world changed. Right. You know, so- it really was. And I ended up just because I used to work in the hospitality industry and I actually left it right before COVID hit and then COVID hit and I was actually unemployed for the entirety of 2020, um, which many people were, but it allowed me to actually work very detailed on my book and really spend time learning about the self-publishing industry, which is kind of one of those like silver lining blessing in disguise moments. Don't be wrong, I'm stressed being unemployed, but it was, I, I made the most of that time for sure. Oh, for um, sure. But funny enough, the reason why I chose to publish in August of 2020 was because I wanted to go to Comic-Con and celebrate there. And then I was like, well, guess that's not happening this year. <laughs> but I finally made it this year, and that's what matters. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And you know what? Honestly, I'm so glad you did because <laughs> – and it's actually funny. It was because it was um, it was my partner, Blue, that turned around and, and who was with me at the convention and he turns around and he goes to me, he goes, you're a, you're a reader. I go, yeah, you know that. That's why we're friends. And, and he goes, he goes, go talk to them. He pointed you out. You were the first one that he pointed out. And I'm like, no, I'm shy. He goes, go talk to them right now. or I'm going to smack you in the back of the head. And I'm like, fine. <laughs> so I walked up and the rest is history. Cause here you yeah. are. Pick a beat. Pick a It's true. It's true. And it's so funny because I remember, and, and Lithy has seen the, me in action at cons when, you know, I, I, I get into, you know, Jade Phoenix mode. And even if, even in cosplay, she's seen me walk up to people with like the ballsiest of balls. I'm going to say it. That's how it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like yeah. Funny words, and I'll just be like, hey, what's up? You want to talk to me? What? I have a podcast. I would like to interview. You want to talk to me? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I have a podcast. Talk to me. <laughs> it's, it's like, wow. <laughs> okay, we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know because um, I don't know. I know I I was a lot more polite with you, but I'm just <laughs> I'm saying like there there are. Uh, what's the right word, Lizzie? What am I looking for? What you're looking for, like. Very confident in a word, in a sense. Yeah. It more than more than confident. Mm. If you're getting there, yeah. Okay, it's more like um, it's like if I walk up to you and I'm sitting there and I'm all bravado and stuff because I'm in my podcast persona, which I am right now. Um, it's a facade. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is basically like our, our, our dear main protagonist in this book. <laughs> that is true. Uh-huh. Almost like I don't want to say, I don't I say facade. I don't want to say I don't want to say facade. Um, alter ego. I would say alter ego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alter ego. I, I would definitely say that um, Jade Phoenix podcaster and cosplayer is definitely an alter ego to how Jade is in her everyday to day life. Same with Lithy. But yeah. I mean, the, you see, the, you see what I did there, though, right? The seg, the, seg, the segue was primo. You cannot deny this. <laughs> the segue was primo. That was, good. that was good. I mean, like, I want to talk about Christiana. Like, 
we're talking yeah. we're talking about Christiana because mm-hmm. holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm so- you haven't even finished the book yet. <laughs> no, I haven't. I, I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I'm actually at the point. What, what chapter am I on? Hold on. I am in chapter, I'm on page 213. That's where I'm at. I'm on page 213. And the only reason that I'm not farther is because I went to the Renaissance Fair yesterday. <laughs> um, so I was playing pirates and I... Obviously, pirates are illiterate, so I didn't bring a book. <laughs> well, not all pirates are illiterate. I'm not going to be pirate shaming. It's fine. Yeah. Mm, sorry. Yeah. No. I'm not going to pirate. No. Shame. No. No pirate. But no. we love pirates. We do. We do. I mean, I am part of a pirate crew, so I can't. I can't talk shit. I mean, I can, but I'm not gonna. But. <laughs> but. Anyway, so Christiana, honestly. From the minute I opened up this book, she was drew me in in ways that I'm sitting there and I'm just like, ma'am. Yeah. She literally doesn't hold back in chapter one. I open chapter one showing what her life is and that is um, killing someone. She doesn't. She... My eyebrows went Rose, I was just like, well, okay, I was just, I was like, well, ma'am, hello there, like, it was just, there was, there, she was, she is somebody who has her shoulders held high, and she knows exactly who she is, you know, and, or so we think, or so we think, dun, 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 (laughs) or at least, one part of her, the one side of her knows who she is. Yeah. The other side, I know. Yeah. But as we read on, again, we are not spoiling this book because we want... No spoilers. We want you go to, to go out and buy the book. It is a du- It is part of a duo, humans, travelers. It is part of a duo. Hi. You know, so we have duo. Midnight Maiden and Midnight Don't forget it is hardcover. There's hardcover? Don't tell her that. There's hardcover? Oh, yeah. No. Ma'am. Oh, where do I get this hardcover? You can get, so you can buy all the hardcovers on any major um, re- book retailer. So Amazon, Barnes and Noble. It also comes with a very pretty design on the hardcover, and it has bonus chapters in the hardcover. It's well. pretty. Wait, can I see that again? That's book one. Oof. And then book two also comes in hardcover. This has a few chapters from Prince Alexander's point of view. And the bonus chapters in book two are actually flashbacks to when she was training with her mentor. Wait, uh, see, that's just, see, that's just, that's pretty. It, isn't that stunning? Oh my stunning. God. Like, I, that's, <laughs> now, what, that's why I'm just sitting here and I'm going... R.I.P. Wallet, because as soon as I get off the, the phone with y'all, I'm going on BarnesandNobles.com and I am buying both of those books and having them shipped to yeah. my house. Like, give Now, do you have those on, do you have a website? Can you get those directly from your website? So you, um, usually I have signed copies um, in my Etsy store. I do have an Etsy store, which you can through my website get. However, okay. right now, because 
uh, fan expo kind of wipes me out and I'm waiting for new books to come in. I only have co- signed copies of Captured by Chaos currently in my store. Um, but I am waiting to get um, a shipment in of Which Midnight Made in That one, correct. Which um, but Midnight Made and Midnight Revenge paperbacks are on their way to me now, and then I'll be able to order in some hardcover soon, too. Unfortunately, hardcovers are very expensive to print. Yeah, uh, yeah. getting them in my Etsy store can <laughs> be... But I do sell, and I sell them in bundles too, as well on my Etsy. So you get kind of a discount if you buy them that way. And I'll talk more about when we get into captured. I can talk about, you know, book two, which is coming out very soon, that we can get into that a little bit later. Oh yeah, splato splato. So um, I know I'm only halfway through right now, but every single every single chapter, you. you the alliteration in this book, the description, I'm seeing it in yeah. my head as if I'm watching. Honestly, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Game of Thrones meets Bridgerton kind of style. Because that's how I'm seeing it. Like all this intrigue and political stuff and like all of Christiana's day side. And then you have like literal freaking assassins. And all sorts of insanity in her night side stuff. And I'm just sitting here going, I want a TV show of this. <laughs> like, so, I, I would but, watch the shit out of that. That makes me very happy here, honestly. Um, I typically say for, like, comp titles for um, my Midnight Duology, I say Throne of Glass meets the selection. So it's like the political intrigue of Throne of Glass with the romance of the selection. Um, and it you know, just to kind of talk a bit, like I said, we don't want to get spoilers, but Midnight Maiden is my debut duology. It is about a highborn noble woman named Christiana, who is the marchioness of her country. And she moonlights as a vigilante assassin, taking out all different types of depraved humans, like assaulters and murderers and just all in all people who hurt other people. She makes sure that they don't get to live much longer. It's called a hustle. It's for the crimes that they get away with. Yeah. <laughs> so, I do have a question. Where... What... Where did this idea come for you? Like, where did she... Like, where did she manifest? Like, where where did she pop in your brain? Yeah, like, this is where, one of my favorite stories on how this came to be. Because it was... Again, like another fluke. I can't, like, you can sometimes get inspiration from the most random things. And it also comes back to Fan Expo again. Because in 2017, um, I have one of my close friends. She's an incredible cosplayer. She makes incredible costumes. And so we were talking about her coming. We were going to go to Boston Fan Expo in 2017. And we were planning out our costumes. And I was like, ooh, it would be really fun maybe to do a, um, like, a unique cosplay like my own character and so I was like you want to be really fun an assassin an assassin would be a blast and this was a month after you know I had mentioned that I had written my first manuscript and I finished that when I was 25 and I had just finished that and a month later we're having this conversation I'm talking about wanting to you know maybe be an assassin I'm looking up inspiration and as we're talking about it I said 
you know what, this is like an original character, what could be really fun is writing a short story and like printing it out. And like when people ask me who I am, I could like hand it out to people. Ooh. And I was like, so that would be fun, why don't I do that? But then that short story turned it into an entire book. And that's how it I'm not complaining about it turning into an entire book, but honestly, if you were walking around at Fan Expo and you had zines, I would have been like, ha, 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 gimme. (laughs) I thought that would have been a really fun time, but obviously, um, we didn't actually make the costume for that year for Comic-Con. I went as a couple of other characters, uh, but she did end up making me the Midnight Maiden um, outfit, so I do have that hanging in my closet, actually. Oh my wow. god! Especially and I wore it to the 2019 Fan Expo. Oh my god! Because that... you've described how that looks in your book. It's stunning. Oh my god! We love it. We love it. Like I gotta see. We... Ooh. We're cosplayers, so we know. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. I, I just like I need to see that. I have pictures that I can email you. So. Yes, please. Thank you. Yes, please. Please, please, please. Thank you. I just also been very helpful to have because I was able. I got some artwork. You know, one of my favorite things to do is get some artwork commissioned, and I have two commissions of her dressed in that outfit. So it was great. I was able to just send them. So I was like, I actually have a cosplay of it. Do you want me to just send you pictures of the cosplay? And they're like, yes, that would make life so much easier. Oh my <laughs> God. Okay, it's happening. Here is the inspiration. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. And I was able to send like close-ups and everything. So the pictures that the artist create, like the detailing of the like brocade oh on God. her, like the torso part of it is all in there. It's stunning. I'm, I'm, it used to hang up behind me, but unfortunately, I had to take them down because they were. Oh no! <laughs> completely understand. Like I have cats, so therefore I cannot leave my favorite cosplays anywhere near accessible. Because they, they'll literally just be like, "I'm gonna scratch that," or I'm, yeah. like, I'm gonna get my fur on it, or if it's the menace, he'll turn. I'm gonna lay on it. He's gonna lay on it, or if it's the, or if, if he's in a bad bad mood, he's just gonna be like. And pee on it. Mm-hmm. He's done that before, little bastard. Hey, baby. I love him, but I hate him. Uh, it's your fault that I have this cat, Lithy. <laughs> She's the I culprit. Wa- You're the culprit. I watched that cat get thrown out a, wi- a car window, and I called you. I know. And I was like, you need to come to my house now. I know. <laughs> Rocky did not have a very good start to his life, but we are not going to get into Rocky's evil right now because he's... Oh, hi! You have been summoned? Hello? Yeah. <laughs> is that is that him? It is him. The, 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 come here, Bubby. Come here. You want to you wanna get on the podcast too? No? You just want to be annoying? Come here. Nope. He's running. Okay. We're fine. He just wants to sing. He's like, yeah. So, again... I don't want to get too far into Maiden only because I'm not done with it yet. Um, <laughs> and I was like, no, I will finish. Cause I am, I am going to finish this book tonight. Um, I, that is a promise because it's just, it's that good. And honestly, I have some free time tonight and I'm dedicating it to literally finishing all the books that I have sitting here. Um, uh, but like midnight revenge, obviously we, we, we get farther into, Christiana's story and yeah. you know it, it, it's just 
Is it like how long after Maiden does revenge take like place? Like, is it a couple of months, a year? Um, I want to say like three months. It's it's there's like a small gap, but it's honestly a pretty quick turnaround time. Maiden ends, and there's about a three month, four month period that there's like a gap, and then you see her returning to the castle. That's all I'll say. You see her returning to the castle. Revenge really came for me wanting to write. I love a good standalone, but I sometimes feel like when you have this epic story and this epic background, you wonder what happens to the characters after things happen. You know, what happens after the love triangle is resolved? What happens after the big bad is killed? And I really wanted to write what happened after. And a lot happens to Christiana in book one. And I wanted to really dive deeper into that. That's where book two came from, honestly. I'm with it. I'm with that. Okay, so since I, we're not going to do any spoilers for Jade, because Jade is a filthy hobo who has not been able to read her books, um, let's get into Captured by Chaos, because yeah. the Cazola, am I saying that correctly? Cazola. The Cazola. The Caz, excuse me, my apologies. The Cazola Chronicle. I'm Fungul, all right, I know. <laughs> Shit. Cazola. Um... Yeah. What with this book again? Zero to sixty. Zero to sixty. Oh, you, have you read this one, Art? I started it. I I got, got it. I got a few chapters in, and I'm just like, oh my god! I gotta put this down because this deserves my entire focus. Like this one, I'm sitting here going, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna be able to be reading a couple other books at once. This one needs to be a standalone read where I have time to sit yeah. down and just read from beginning to end and give it my full freaking attention because holy full shit. Attention. Oh! Yeah. I, I apparently don't know how to start a series calmly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is 100% fine on my end. I like I like going to 180 in like 30 seconds. That's fine. <laughs> well, I guess that's kind of a guarantee with my book at this point. No. I, no, she's not, she's not kidding because some of the books that no, we have had to, we have had to put some trigger warnings and spoiler like warnings on our bookworms because of some of the books that Lithia suggested <laughs> so. I am I listen I I could pull three books out of that pile right now that is not safe for work <laughs> but. Eesh. there the, the, these are also probably three books that Lithia has premised to me don't read those don't read that. Don't read that. <laughs> why? Don't read that. She's like, because I know you and you're just going to go on a rampage and everyone's just going to pay for it. So, no. <laughs> and I, I actually, I trick because I love you first and then the rampage comes. And yeah. let's not do that. So, don't read that. Yeah. If you want the synopsis, I give it to you, but let's not. <laughs> I'm, contacting the, I'm contacting the Power Rangers and I'm telling on you. That's it. <laughs> That's it. But, yeah, no, Captured by Chaos needs my full, undivided attention. Yeah. Oof. Like. hundred and ten percent. So, uh, I know that we talked about this a little bit at Fan Expo, but I want more. Please. If yeah, so, Captured by Chaos is my, the series that I'm currently publishing. Book two comes out on October 20th. By the book. Um, and. Where, Currently, can, where, where can we buy that? Okay, yeah. so you can buy all of my books tend to be in for physical copies 
currently only in paperback for this series. Um, you can get all those major retailers again, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, such and such. With eBooks, though, however, I do publish all of mine exclusively through Kindle Unlimited. So if you have a Kindle Unlimited account, they are all free on Kindle Unlimited, or you can buy the eBooks through Kindle. Um, so, and again, you can go to my website. I have all the links there for where you can find um, kind of where the major places where you can buy the book, including again my Etsy. And like I mentioned, I currently have signed copies available of Captured in my Etsy store. So always check that out. Um, I always make sure to write a little note and get a bookmark with it too. So, Rocky. Uh, <laughs> but Captured by Chaos is my, again, current series that I'm working on. It is a paranormal fantasy and shifter romance. It is about a um, wolf shifter soldier, which is biggest tongue tire, tongue twister I've ever came up with. But it's about a wolf shifter soldier named Kasha, who, after being passed over for promotion to Alpha of her military pack, she is forced to work with the guy who took the job as they hunt down a serial killer that is currently running rampant on their aisle. And now, Travelers, you yeah, understand why I said that needs all of my attention. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of healing in this book, a uh, big healing and mental health journey, a lot of found family, arrivals, lovers, grumpy sunshine romance, where she's the grumpy one and he's the sunshine one. Um, and I love this book. Aw, <laughs> so you, you wrote a wolf shifter that's actually a black cat. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> black so cat. she has a black cat energy. I mean, and then you have the then you have the sweet golden retriever. Oh my god, I love this. I love that. Makes me happy. But um, so you, you book one is already out, obviously. Travelers, um, and that is book one captured by chaos. What is the name of book two? So book two is marked by truth, and I do have the beautiful cover here. Look at Lithy's face. It's just like. No, Zoom needs to put you back up. Hold on. Go back, Zoom. How do we... Go back. Zoom, like... <laughs> no. Swipe, need... swipe. If you swipe to the other side, you can see all three of us at once. Yeah, there you go. Okay, I got it. Yay, I got yeah. it. Woo-hoo! That is gorgeous. I'm a sucker for cover. I'm sorry. I... No, it, I'm a sucker. <laughs> it, it's it's true because I actually sent Lithy pictures of your books before I bought I them. Screamed. I screamed. I squealed. I squealed. She literally goes to me. She goes, buy those for me and I'll pay you as soon as I get home. I'm, I'm like, okay, I got you. <laughs> I, I did. I, I I didn't even, honestly, I, I, yeah. And then she told me what it was about. And I said, I'm in. I, yeah. I'm in. I got I to gotta know. I have to know. I got to know. I got to know what the story's about. I mean, and especially because you're very into the paranormal, Lizzie. Very into the paranormal. My husband is, well, because of my husband, he's very into the paranormal stuff and all that kind of stuff. But it just, the, the fact of the, the shifter and the romance and then the fact that they're hunting a serial killer, that was just like the big hook, line, and sinker for me. Just, I love that kind of stuff. And funny words, magic man. I was like, and then I read, honestly, I read the first two chapters and I was just like, I, like Jade said, I need to give this 110% of my attention because this is, 
I this is gonna get this is this is gonna be a roller coaster ride. I can already tell. Oh yeah. And I plus the the author's note, love it. Uh, yeah, I make sure to put trigger warnings and author notes in all of my books because they do tend to deal with a lot of hard topics. And yeah. I people I personally as someone who has triggers, I like to have trigger warnings in books. Yeah. In my opinion, it, it does not spoil anything for me. It's no difference if, if you're telling me what the tropes are in the book. That's not spoiling it for me. Right. I it's agree. just more it's just more of like, listen guys. Just a general umbrella. This is what's got. This is what may or may be in the book. If you can't handle it, that's okay. But this is just so you're not surprised. You, basically, right? No, no, it's it's true. And and honestly, I I find it better because um, some people may be able to handle certain things better than the others. Some people also should not read these books because they're so toxic. It's going to give them ideas. Right. I mean, but I love the fact that you do that. You know, it's actually very, it's, it's, it's a great, like respectful thing because it also allows me to get not only into the headspace to be a reader, but it also gets me into the headspace where it's like, okay, I could have some emotional damage from this. It could trigger me a little bit. Be prepared. Mm -hmm. And it also lets me warn the people around me like, oh, hey, I'm about to read something that's probably going to mess me up. So, uh, run. (laughs) (laughs) your mental health your mental your mental health matters and that's that's the biggest thing and sometimes when authors actually i'll be as a reader when authors actually don't put trigger warnings or warnings in their books i actually don't like that you know it's something to me that as a reader like i living i'd rather i'd rather be aware of what might or might not happen in the book just to be prepared you know, I actually did read a book. I'm not going to say it because I don't want anybody to condemn an author because they did not do this. That's not fair on the author. But they didn't put it, and I read the book, and there was a scene in there that it completely blew my mind, and I actually had to DNF the book. I couldn't get through it. And I was just, I, and I don't DNF books. I will give the book 110% chance. I will make my eyes bleed to give the book a chance, even if it's the words are so dull on the page that even my husband is like, Kate, you're taking nine months to read a book. I'm like, no, I got to give it a chance. It might turn. It might go for the better. But I had to DNF this book because I was just like, I was not prepared for this. And that's yeah, I've had to do that a couple of times. But I'm like you. I try I try so hard not to DNF a book. Same. Yeah, like, same. I, <laughs> I, I, I am determined. I'm like, you know, you maybe the next chapter something will happen. Something will change. <laughs> but there's there's only I can actually name on five, like five books I've actually DNF'd in my life and that was one so you know and I like when I saw that I really appreciated that because it's like alright I, I have my shopping list I, I'm good to go <laughs> if, if you're someone who doesn't really have triggers who doesn't care about trigger warnings you, you don't have to read the page you can just write Slip on by, but for the people who do really need it, it's there. And exactly. For the people who think it spoils it for them, who who doesn't want, who doesn't have triggers, it's not. I, I don't put it any place where it's super noticeable. And author note is pretty big that you can probably pass by before reading anything else. I mean, right, right. We don't like. I do have one friend, and I'm not going to say names, but they know who they are, and they do the ultimate books in. 
they skip to the end and they no. read the end and they will sit there and go if the ending's good i'll read the rest of it i'm like what? no but no. you what did he but say you have to know if it's good or not i'm how sitting do you, here how do you know not interested no how do you do that I, I th- honestly, I believe that they are a psychopath because they also drink their coffee black with no sugar. So, mm-mm. I mean, hold on. Sometimes, all right, I'll be, I will, I drink my coffee black sometimes. 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 No, thank you. Sometimes. No, I'm not sitting, I'm saying every day. These, they're just, oh, I mean. Uh-uh. Well, I also I'm also the person that drinks tea and coffee. Like I go both ways. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I, as long as you're not putting a tea bag in the coffee, I'm not going to give you the ballistic no. side eye right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, I'll go to like I'll go to a coffee shop and be like, "Can I have my coffee and can I have, you know, like English breakfast?" Okay, and no, like, that's okay, different. For, that's different. That's like, fine. That's fine. One's for the morning and one's for the afternoon. Like, yeah, you know. no, no. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, you know the amount of tea that I have. Hello. But I'm just saying, I am very, like, okay, again, we're not going to spoil the series because we want you guys to read it. Lithia and I want to give this book 110% of our attention. But how many, just a guesstimation, I think you said you wanted this to be like a, 12 book series? I don't remember if that's what you're no, that's- <laughs> It's like, wait, what? I don't know where you got that from, but that was not me. No, um, I'm, so- no I'm sorry. That was Sarah. Sarah wants Sarah. to make her... Sarah um, wants to... Um, the Guardian. Sarah wants 12 books. The Guardian. Yeah, okay, thank you. See, I'm reading too many books at once, people. Whoa! Sarah wants the 12 books. Right, okay. Uh, so Sarah wants have- 12 books. <laughs> Captured by Chaos is it's obviously not gonna be another duology. No, no, it's gonna be at least three books. Um trilogy. Yeah. About there. Um I'm doing my happy dance. <laughs> I love a good trilogy. Something about something about a trilogy is so right with me. <laughs> yes. Love a three book three book series. You just number three is a magic number. I mean Netflix yeah. Netflix, if you're paying attention, there's a duology. That Katie wrote that's, um, you know, really good for a series, considering you guys are giving us good series and then canceling them. You fucks. How dare you? Ugh. Ugh, whatever. But no, that's, I mean, honestly, I really do believe that Midnight could be one. I'm already figuring just because how good Midnight, the Midnight duology is and uncaptured and, and, and oh, that's just going to be. Strap in, bitches. Let's go. It's very different from Maiden, though. I'll say that. It's uh, very different. You can tell that I grew as an author when I and just kind of adjusted who I was in my writing between Maiden and Captured. And um, I mean, even just, you know, I wrote Maiden in third person and Captured in first. I was just going to say that. It, yeah. Literally, that was my question. Cap- Maiden is in third person and yeah. Captured is in first. I was. Just, what made you decide to do the different, the different writing? You know, I wrote for a really long time in third. Um, I think when I first started writing when I was like 14 or 15, when I was writing my first original stories, I was writing in first. At some point, 
um, I started writing in third, and it probably, since I was so young, it was just all of a sudden I was starting to read more books in third person. And I was like, oh, this is what people were doing. I'm going to do it now. And I wrote for a really long time in third person. And then it wasn't even this story. Um, in between the Maiden book and the Captured book, I, there was this other project I had worked on for a bit that is shelved now, and it's, I don't really have plans to publish it right now. But I randomly, I'd come up with this idea and I was playing around with it. And I, I, when I'm playing around with a new idea, I tend to write what I call like sample chapters to get an understanding of the characters in the world. And if it's something I actually want to like put my time in and explore. Of course. And I wrote some and I wrote it in first person and I like sent it to my friends and they were like, why did you just write this in first person? And I was like, I have no idea, but it felt good. <laughs> and I kept writing more from that story and I was sending it to friends and they were like, including one of those friends being one of my writer friends who also copy edited Maiden and Revenge. And she was like, I'm not going to lie. You write a lot more naturally in first person. And not that she was like, not that you did a bad job in third person, but like I had to help you a lot more in that third person. And looking at this, it seems cleaner from a technical standpoint. And she was like, did it feel more natural writing in first person? I was like, yeah, it really did. And so I'm it was here for just, both styles. Again, I'm here. Yeah, for I mean, styles. I'm not someone who is like, I can only read books in first person. I can only read books in third person. If it's a good story, either way, it's going to have to Right. Don't get me wrong. The omnipotent point of view is great with, so, with certain stories. Other yeah. stories where so it, it is actually something I'd like to bring up. When I have read books sometimes that should be in first person and they're not. I get annoyed. Like, I, yeah. I I get annoyed. Like, I finish the book, but I'm annoyed about it. Because I'm like, this could have been so much better if it was coming from the character's point of view. And then mm -hmm. there are books that I've read in first person where I'm like, why did you do this to me? Like, I could have been just, uh, like, so I... It's really I, funny. I, yeah. I was having a conversation, my sister, that exact same conversation with my sister last uh, yesterday when I talked to her. She had read a book that she was like, I think I would have liked it better in third person because the main character was kind of bothering me. <laughs> like, um, you know, <clears throat> Twilight. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I, I have a cold. Twilight! I have a cold. <sighs> I mean, Twilight should not have been written in the first place. Oh, I said it. I'm sorry. and no, I'm not sorry. I did read all those books and I watched all those movies. Why? Because who didn't? But that would have been better in third person. It I'm going to be honest. I, I'm going to be honest. I've read all the books. Never seen the movies. Fair. I mean, she has one. Never seen she has one expression and she looks constipated the entire time. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I've heard. That's yeah, what I've heard. Valid. It, 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 but, um, yeah, it literally just the, the books are don't get me wrong. It's a staple of every coming of age person to read something like that. In all honesty, what I would say is uh, there are better books out there like, oh, I don't know, Captured by Chaos and Midnight's Revenge and all that stuff. If you want a nice coming of age story, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like you don't need to read some of these because, oh. God, I was talking to Melina about this last week. There's a certain author out there that is making the rounds on TikTok, and my friend was talking to me about it a couple weeks ago, um, that should never have been published in the first place for the things really? that they... Sorry? 
and now I want to know who it is. I'm on TikTok, so I've probably come across them, and now I'm curious. But you don't I'm, need to see We can say it later if you yeah. oh so desire. I, 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 you know what? Honestly, to, to quote what we do in the shadows, I don't give a shit. His name is Mike. You know, like, just say the name. <laughs> <laughs> say the name, Lithia. Do it, do it. I, I honestly am not really sure who you're talking about, so I'm kind of curious myself. <laughs> oh, um, it's the author that's been making the rounds because they're writing about incest. I'll get you the name. Okay, I haven't come across that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I haven't come across that either. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll give you the guy. I'll give the name offline because honestly, yeah, yeah. Th- this person has written several books and all of them are severely just... One was about pedophilia. Another was about incest, where, like, uh, it, uh, like if I remember the plot line that it was being described to me, it was uh, a girl loses her parents and has to go live with her uncle and three cousins, and basically all of them take turns. And- He's talking about... Yeah, yeah, you know, look at the brain pan. The brain pan is starting to go. But yeah, we'll talk about that offline because that is one of those books where it's like, how the fuck did you get published? No. Is it a traditional book? It's a what? Do you know if it's traditional or um, independent? Is this dark oh, romance? No. Are you talking about the dark romance? No. The dark romance one? No. 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 Um, they actually. It's a male author? Female. Okay. Ding. Now I know who you're talking about. Say the name. Say it. Are you talking about Penelope Douglas? There you go. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh-uh. Okay. Uh, mm. Oi, oi, oi. Okay. Now I know. You're, okay. Now I know, you're talking about Credence. And yeah. Ver- okay. yeah, that and Veracity, I think, is their newest one. And that one apparently is like about pedophilia or some shit. I don't know. I didn't even know she even came out with a new book yet. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so bleh, whatever. I'm just saying those I'm pretty sure are with a publisher. Somebody, yeah, I think so. somebody in publishing read that manuscript and said, I want to do that. Like, let's... Hey, baby. Let's make a book sales for you. And I'm like, meanwhile, we have books like yours that absolutely fucking deserve that kind of attention, and they're not getting it. What the fuck, publishing people? You need to stop that shit. See, but that's the difference between publishing and independent publishing. Like, it's... See, I know nothing about that, so I'm going to let y'all talk amongst yourselves about that because I just sit here and go, uh-huh. I don't know. I feel like from what I, from what my research, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kate, um, from what I've been researching, independent publishing, like, you have more control over what, you know, what you, what you write. It's just more of a new author. So, like, authors who are more established, they can... And, you know, if they get popularity, if they're more established, they, they get the opportunity to start writing you know, and being more involved in the entire process. But it is true that as an independent author, I got the opportunity to make all the choices. Like this cover, I helped design, I found a designer and we collaborated together to create this cover. That wouldn't be the case in traditional publishing. You Again, especially if I was new, they would basically, I think, 
again, I don't know much about traditional publishing. I've only been independently published, but from my understanding, like that's a good example of like mostly they make the choice and they're, they also could stronghold other choices in books. Um, I can't go too deep into it because again, I've never been traditionally published and I don't know the exact. Um, that would be a question for someone who is traditionally published. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Like, I know. Yeah. We'll get to that. I one. know that most of it, like sometimes even they have some form of control of what even to even change some of your writing in a sense right. of, to even hold even most of it back. Like I've actually been following one of my even, um, one of the writers that I've actually, one of my favorite writers is HD Carlton. And I, love her cat and mouse duet and took me a while to read the second one, but, um, love it. One of my favorites. And she obviously, you know, I've been following her for a while and she's also an independent. Um, she worked her ass off. She actually has a billboard in New York city. Now she was actually here. Um, not too long ago. And she worked her ass off. She was independent, published everything else. And sometimes when a lot of her, you know, a lot of us ask like, Oh, you know, how did you do this for a writer? You know, she even said like, she like, it's all controlled and she's been approached by publishing companies and she's denied them because they've told her that, Oh, we'll publish you under the publishing company, but you have to hold your writing back. And that's not what something, yeah. you know, and if you, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if you've read, you know, the cat and mouse duet. I haven't, but that is because triggers for me. I knew that. Right. that was, but like that, I, no, I can understand the appeal. I see so much about it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I really wish I could read this book. <laughs> because it sounds great. But the unfortunately, first... I am not going to like it. <laughs> the first one was, it was, it was good. The first one was amazing. I got to say, it was, it was really good. The second one, it took me a hot minute. I, Emotional damage. Yeah, the first, it, I told you, I, I'm a quick reader. I, I read books two, three days. I, took me nine months to read this book, not because I DNF'd it, because it was that hard for me to get through. Even my husband was like, what's wrong? I'm like, I can't, I, I can't, I, it's got to sit. I, I put it in the freezer. Like, it was, it was bad. Like, she's not it's like Joey from <clears throat> like Joey from Friends when he put yeah. what was it Pretty Women or something? Um, it was The Shining, I think. The Shining, you're right. Yeah. Shining in the freezer. It was me with um, uh, hunting Adeline. It was like she had to go in the freezer for five minutes. I was like, no, it it, it was a tough read, but it it was a gorgeous read. It was a tough read, and but that's okay though. Back to the top, it, it was okay, and you know it it. It, but the publishing aspect of it, it was, you know, um, sorry, lost my thought. But yeah, back to publishing and independent. <laughs> like independent, you have more. Con- that was my dryer. I'm sorry. So, no, no, my <laughs> question. Not, so, like, not to cut you off, but here's my question okay. about it. In the, what was the the author that you were telling me about that was literally sitting there saying, "Do not buy my books anymore. Do not read oh, my yes. books." Whitney it's- Dean. Whitney Dean, she got, um, I think it was Phantom House Press. Something oh, I saw all of this. I don't yeah. know much about it, but I remember seeing stuff pop up about this. So this is she an got, example of, like, what would happen, obviously, with someone who's she want. I think she wanted to pull out of being 
being published. Something happened between them. I don't know the full details, but she wanted to pull out and she wanted to become an independent author. This person and publishing house, first of all, wasn't when she signed on, was not a business at the time. Was it was illegal business. It was a whole mess. Broke their contract. It was like it it was one thing after another and they never trust the living screwing this poor woman to all high hell and it was it's been months for this poor this poor author to the point where she hopped on instagram all of her social medias screaming to do not buy her books because the royalties went over to her or this publishing house she wasn't getting any of her royalties yeah it was it was it was sad and that, and that is like something that an independent publisher like yourself does not have to deal with no no, no. i don't and I, I think part of that came down for it for my decision to to go indie was with Maiden specifically. It it reads YA and it's kind of you know I think it fits in the YA section. But my main character is twenty three. She's not a teenager, and that's a big reason that a traditional publisher would be like, well, we'll publish it, but she needs to be a teenager. And I'm like, no, seventeen year old is a Marchioness in her country running all the businesses while having this side job and being one of the most successful assassins in her country. I'm like, I understand that there are books that publish like that in the YA sector, but like, to be fair, when I read those, I'm making them in their 20s. Like, yeah. I've had this conversation with my best friend multiple times. Like, I love YA fantasy books. I read a lot of them. This entire shelf over here is mostly YA fantasy books. There are a lot of them. I'm like, why isn't this person at least in their early 20s? Agreed. They're agreed. agreed. There's so many books that I've read that I'm like, how are you in high school? What? Yeah. How are, no. How are, how are, right. Like, you know, and then, like, especially if they get a little spicy, like. Yeah. Uh-uh. I don't want, uh-uh. Because I'm not, I don't want to read a coming-of-age book about a woman or a man or a them coming into their own at like 17 into 18 like they did with certain things where you're just sitting there and you're knowing what is going to come and you're just like, should I be reading this? I don't know. I don't know. It, it just, it makes me uncomfortable, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that it's not possible i mean shit it, it, it is what it is but it's just not my preference when it comes to things like of this kind of a nature you know like yeah. like how christiana there is it would it would not have been believable that's a better no, word it not would at not all. have been believable it was, the best part was that was pointed out by my husband who has never read the book and i am fine with the fact that he's never read the book because these aren't his style of books but i was talking to him about it and originally, I had Christiana, I mean, she, in the book, canonically, trained for five years. At the point where you meet her on page one, she has five years of training as an assassin. When I was writing it, she was 16, and she had a year. And he was like, what the hell? <laughs> no. He was like, that makes really no sense. And I was like... And I got really defensive at first. I remember being on like a plane or something because I was like writing on the plane. And I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't even read in this genre. And he was like, okay, fine, whatever. And then like two <laughs> weeks later, I was talking to my friend about it. I'm like, I think you have a point. <laughs> I, I love how you immediately go from like. Silence! I kill you! To just. 
maybe he's right. You know, like maybe maybe he's right. Yeah. Sometimes the men are sometimes right. <laughs> um, even a broken clock so is I, right two times a day, so it's fine. So I kept aging her up. So she was sixteen originally. She then was eighteen, and I was like, she still feels too young. And that's when she became twenty three. When I finally figured out how I wanted to do the timeline of kind of the major points in her life. Because in Maiden, you guys have probably already seen it, but there's some flashbacks to when she is 17 and how she kind of started on the path to being an assassin. Yes. I, and yes, yes. Yes. There is, I, that's how she's 23. And then in Captured, Kasha, my main character in that, she's 28. There's no one below the age of uh, 26 in that book. Um, so, and the oldest character is 39. So, oh, my, almost my age. All right. <laughs> yeah, so Beckett, who is in her team, you've met him in chapter one. He's 39, which makes sense. He's like a doctor and, you know, in their, like, group. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Nolan's 32. So, I mean, I kind of keep them. I mean, oh. in, in all honesty, when it comes down to it, I like that you made Christiana 23 because... If you think about it, if we're dealing with a society that is set in a certain time-ish period yeah. or mimicking, 23 would be a reason why people are pushing her to get married because that's spinster yeah, status. 100%. And that's why I'm just sitting there like, okay, they don't want her to be this amazing person, like, you know, landlady spinster. They don't want that. No, no king and queen is going to want that. You know, like, obviously for political reasons. So I'm okay with Christiana being 23. I am okay with the main character in Captured being in their late 20s. Why? Because 99% of the time, and I'm going to say this, and I'm saying it with my whole chest, we don't know who we are until we are in our late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, and I mean, she's still figuring herself out at this point because she's just gone through some pretty hard stuff when the book opens, and it's her kind of figuring out who she now is post all of that happening. And also just coming again from a logistical point of view, she is a leader in a section, in a special ops section of her military. You know, you don't just become second in command by the age of 21. She took her time. She, she put in the work and now she's 28 and she was going to become first in command. And then she got passed over for it. So it, and again, the guy who takes over is Nolan coming in to be first in fans 32. This, it just, logistically in my head, made a little bit more sense. I don't disagree with you, Lithy. I, 100%. I, it, I don't disagree at all. Yeah, because I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit here and, again, saying it with my whole chest. Um, a lot, like, I'm, we are cosplayers, so a lot of our friends happen to be in their early to mid-20s. You know, mm -hmm. I am 38. I have no problem saying my age. I'm proud of my age, actually. And I sometimes sit there and I look at my friends that are 24, 25, and I'm just sitting there going, if I was like you when I was 24, 25, I can imagine why people wanted to kick my ass. Like, I, could, I get it now. I get it now. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my. Like, mm -hmm. so that's why I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, like all like hindsight obviously is 2020 i mean yes we are going back 13 years <laughs> screw you if you think it's too old to do this because i do and i'm good at it um it's one of those things where i'm sitting there going mm -mm. 
And that's why when I read a book about a protagonist that's 18 and they're already like this, that, and a third and the other, and I'm like, dude, I didn't even know where I wanted to go to college when I was 18. Like, what are you? What? Like, I was working in a Pacific Sun when I was 18. Like, what? No. Uh -uh, No. So I, I, I love it. I love this. I want to, once again, I want to tell, like, reiterate um, how much we are loving this series, loving talking to you, but unfortunately it is that time where we do have to wrap it up. I don't want to, but we have to. I don't want to. I don't want to, but we have to. So, um, Katie, I want you to, once again, plug the shit out of your stuff. Um, because plug it. plug it. We want our listeners and our watchers on YouTube, because <laughs> this is coming on YouTube, guys. Um to be able to get these books and experience the worlds that you've written the way we're experiencing them. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So again, I'm Catherine Marie. I am a fantasy romance author. Um, You can now get my completed uh, duology, Midnight Maiden and Midnight Revenge. They are available in paperback and hardcover. Um, You can get those on all major retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, the likes. And if you prefer eBooks, these are available on Kindle Unlimited, and you can also get the ebook through Kindle. Then, if you are more of a paranormal, you know, slow burn, but definitely making it spicy in book two, um, then go for Captured by Chaos, book one of the Cadillac Chronicles. It's currently available now. Again, all major um, book retailers, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, and available on Kindle Unlimited and ebook on Kindle. And don't forget to. To start reading that because book two, marked by Truth of the Cavalier Chronicles, comes out on October twentieth, um, and all pre-order orders are currently up. So if you want to pre-order your paperback copy, you can pre-order on Barnes and Noble, Amazon, and such, and ebook pre-orders are available on Amazon. And I will hopefully soon be getting pre-orders up on my Etsy for signed copies. And maybe with the signed copies, if I get them in early enough, I'll be sending them out before October twentieth. So you might, if you order a signed copy. Get it before the publishing date. Oh, we love that. We, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think we kind of got that with her Amber Chalice, and that's why we're sitting there going <laughs> um, with a few of those because Sarah was awesome to give us that, and they also send out a copy to our friend Shmanda. Shout out to Shmanda oh, in Seattle because um, Shmanda came on for that interview and fell in love with the books. And then I also was trying to push the your books at her too, but she's like, too much, overwhelmed. I'm like, okay, soon. <laughs> she's just like, because I gave her the premise and she was like, I want it, but not right now. I want it. Yeah, so like, don't, don't, Phoenix fans, you need to do what we do best and support our independent authors. We yeah. go get the books. Uh, do you have audiobooks yet? Or are those a work in progress? So, yeah. Uh, thank you for reminding me. Midnight Maiden and Midnight Revenge are currently available um, in audiobook. And I am working on the Casual Chronicles. Unfortunately, you know, it takes a lot to publish an audiobook. So, and there are some logistical things with the Casual Chronicles that are making it a little bit different than publishing Maiden and Revenge. So those audiobooks will hopefully be coming soon. And um, follow me on and TikTok, Instagram, all the likes. That's where you'll get the announcements of when audiobooks will be available for the Catholic Chronicles. There you go. Because, I mean, there the, you Phoenix go, Gate, travelers. the Phoenix Gate does follow, Katie. 
And we are tagging them multiple times, just as we have tagged Melina Braga and Sarah Biglow in every other post that we have made. And we will not do anything less for our friends. Because, again, we are going to plug the shit and support the shit out of you because we love you and we love your books and we want more. So we're greedy. We're greedy. We're very greedy when it comes to our books. I mean, so, like, okay, you know, and... Calm down, eco-terrorists. We know books kill trees. Recycled paper. Hello. We're saving the trees one book at a time. And honestly, thank you. They hate my library. We could literally, <laughs> we could literally open up our own library. It's retar- but, but between you, between me and Lithy, and the amount of books that we actually physically own, we could actually have a library. One day. One day. One day. <laughs> But seriously, Katie, it was so, thank you for coming on our show. Thank you so much for having me today. Of course. I mean, obviously we're going to have to have you back after the second book comes out so we can talk more. Um, But yeah, like, again, thank you for taking time out of your day. Thank you for being a friend of the gate. Thank you for being our friend. Like, (laughs) ah, so good. Lithy? Yes, I, thank you, thank you, thank you. This was an amazing Thank you for taking the time and thank you for answering our questions. Thank you for these wonderful words on these pages that created a story for our eyes and brains to imagine and put a movie into our heads that created these worlds and characters that are now forever, will live forever in my mind that I can't wait. I, yeah, let's go. I can't wait. The highest recommendation I can ever have for an author is if I can read your book and know that I'm going to read your book more than once. That is a good story. And I've only, I only have three authors in my entire time being a reader. There's only three authors that I've ever read that I, I've read some of their books to the point where I had to buy another book because they, their spines were broken. Pages were falling out. Yeah. Your books are definitely going to be one of those books because oh, it's, thank you. <laughs> it's just, it is that good for me. I mean, <laughs> giggity. But on that note, Phoenix fans, thank you again. We are going to be putting up links to all of Katie's stuff on our, on our, on our pages. pages. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Can we tell <laughs> that Jade is tired? Renaissance <laughs> fair wiped me out. But either way, either way. Oh, and we will be putting up a podcast about that. So stay tuned. We're talking Ren Fair after Katie's cast. Yeah, yeah. That's right. But uh, Phoenix fans, it's been a pleasure. Go buy these books. Go yes. follow the socials, mine and hers. And we'll see you next time. Yes? Yeah. Okay. I love yeah. you. Love you. Bye. Bye. I am the f-